0: What's happening, everybody? The Beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente here with you. This is a special downtown sports brought to you by Digital Market Battles ad-free. Digital Market Battles is the marketing agency that helps your business fill their pipeline with high-value leads. They will meet your conversion goal no matter what. Just head on over to DigitalMarketBattles.com or call 1-800-811-4095 to schedule a discovery call today. That's Digital Market Nah.
1: All right. All right. All right. Enough of the music. That's great. We had a nice little intro for Digital Market Battles. That's great. Cut that crap. What was that? What was that that I saw on Sunday? Can someone tell me what that was? Uh, that wasn't the greatest matchup of all time. That wasn't this epic battle that we were supposed to see. I thought, hey, Johnny, Johnny, I thought Pat Mahomes was going to win, John. Wasn't Pat so, did win so
2: did I. So did I.
0: So did I, I. I know
1: you thought that I didn't. I I knew the truth, but but well, you... uh, you know, you know, wait, wait, wait. you know what I, you know, what we had
0: discussed. Uh, let's go back to what we talked about. Uh, we a week go ago, back to what right? We, about. Go back to what we, we said, um, about. you know, we said Steam Paco McP- how,
1: how the Bucks had
0: to literally score on every single possession they did, but the well didn't. I said, in order to beat the Chiefs, you had to score and you had to keep uh hurting them before they get going. Right? Yep, okay. Yep. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo's defense, I thought they uh, were going to solve Brady like they did the last two times, right? I told you JPP had the book
1: on him, and Brady was going to figure it out. And guess what? Brady did. Remember the power O running scheme that always worked on Spag's defenses? Guess what Brady figured out? If you run screens in that same
0: area, that's the hole in Spag's zone. Well – However you want to slice this game. If you were Patrick Mahomes, if you were fans watching your beloved Chiefs defending their title from last year and you saw the product that was out on that field in Raymond James Stadium. There's only
1: the no way, way there's no way to slice it. I don't want to hear a damn word by the way about the penalties. Oh, the P- Patrick Mahomes mother on Twitter. Oh, the, the the referees took the game away from my son. No, your ultra grabby cornerbacks took the game away from your son. The Harvey Weinstein style grabbing that was going on with the uh Chiefs corners to the Tampa Bay receivers. It was short it was just about this short of criminal. You literally maybe there was one play the end zone pass interference, I think, was kind of BS. Also, the call when Matthews got the interception, sort of BS. However, the rest of those that got Brady down that field were not. They were grabbing on those receivers. The discipline on that Spags defense just went
0: right down the toilet. Well, whatever you want to bring it up to, and I'm going I'm to bring the numbers up uh, to really – Bring the numbers really?
1: up, because you know what? I got something else to say. The old goat kind of got into Tyron Matthews' head. Yeah. Honey and Badger you know got all pissed it, off. It, you know what? That played
0: the difference in the rest of the game. It did. Tyron it's Matthews, second. the penalties The penalties got in the Chiefs' heads, because now we can't be aggressive on Brady no more. We can't attack him like we usually. Now we have now a little ticky-tack touch, a little touch to the side. No, 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 you can't touch his receivers. That was the point.
1: And then here's Brady getting entire on getting in his face. In his face. The old 43-year-old man was barking at the honey badger, saying, you know what? I'm an old man with a pitchfork, honey badger. I got you. Literally yelling in his face. He did apologize uh, afterwards for – Yeah, I'm sure he was real, real sorry for, you know, messing up Tyron Matthews' mind and uh, sending the Kansas City defense into a tizzy. I'm sure he was so heartbroken.
0: Well, let's read the numbers uh, very quickly. Here, Patrick Holmes, uh, you know, here were his numbers, and they were not pretty. Nope. He completed barely over 50% of his throws. Barely. 50% 50% of his throws. Who thought Todd coach. Bowles could coach this good defense, John? Who would have thought anyone could shut down Patrick Mahomes? He had been untouchable all year. Um, all year, he, except for Oakland. That, would have been, that was about the – Las Vegas was about the and only – How did Las Vegas touch, touch him, John? Aggressive. Didn't give Patrick Mahomes room to run. Didn't give him time to – Also,
1: man zone mixes – precisely what Todd Bowles is known for
0: Mahomes did not throw a touchdown pass in this game uh, I can't remember nope. the last time Patrick Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown pass I either.
1: can't remember the last time the Chiefs didn't get a touchdown in a football game
0: he threw two interceptions in addition so Mahomes has thrown in two Super Bowls he's thrown four interceptions in two Super Bowls uh sometimes you have to wonder maybe uh does he wilt a little bit under the pressure of the big stage? Maybe it's too early in his career to say that. I, I No, and, and, and let me just say this.
1: Anybody who wants to say this is Mahomes' fault, wrong. You know whose fault it is? Travis Jeez. Kelsey with two drops.
0: Kelsey what had 10
1: A wide-open pass down the middle of the field right there. There was at least three touchdown plays that Mahomes had. That were dropped by his receivers.
0: Kelsey had ten catches for one hundred thirty-three yards. Yeah, that's and a, then
1: the one that drop that, that he league, had was the right? most critical. The drop that he had was the most critical. And then I have a question. Please, please. What did Tyree Kill do? You know, Tyree Kill, he burns everybody all the time.
0: What was his great performance? He had seven catches for seventy-three. That's about a typical performance, maybe a little bit less of a normal. You know performance when he for? got most of those catches. Garbage
1: time when it didn't even matter anymore. For the first half, he had one catch
0: for five yards. About, I think it was five yards. One catch for five yards.
1: That was it. Edwards Hilaire couldn't gain a yard on the ground. The running game was off, and Pat Mahomes was off. So here's the thing. Mahomes couldn't make his cuts. Now, you saw the rushing numbers. You think, well, he had a decent game on the ground.
0: Five carries for 33 yards. Uh, You know, Edward Solaire had nine carries for 64. The Chiefs ran for 107 yards, but only on 17 carries. And you know whose name was not even in this offense? Where was Le'Veon Bell?
1: I thought he was hurt or something or not playing.
0: He was going to, you know, but maybe, you know, I felt like maybe he had, he was going to be okay. Maybe they could use him in a, in a critical moment, perhaps. Yeah, sure. But basically I'm reading the articles right here in front of me. Kansas city chiefs kingdom. Casey kingdom wrote Le'Veon bell experiment was a major failure.
1: I mean, what did they give up to get him in the first place?
0: Well, you know, the jets, didn't want him. They released him. Kansas City took him for a, you know, little uh,
1: took cheap for bargain, spin, right? Took him for a little drive, a test drive. Wow. He barely used him. Adam Gaze has destroyed the careers of so many people. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell he- you know was walking into the Jets, walking into his Jets situation as happy as he could be, and then uh, Adam Gaze shows up, and now uh, Le'Veon Bell might not be in the NFL anymore. He might not be in the NFL anymore after this. He was supposed to be the piece that put the Chiefs over the top, that, you know, replaced Kareem Hunt. Here's the thing. You can't replace Kareem Hunt. That's all that proved, is that you cannot replace Kareem Hunt. So the Chiefs need to take a look at running back, in my opinion. They'll find out what they're going to do. But here's the thing that really just gets me. Tom Brady is 43 years old and still the best big-game quarterback that there is. In fact, Beast, I have a question. Please. Was this not his best statistical performance in the Super Bowl, bar
0: none, period? Well, I mean, Brady, Brady threw for uh, 201 yards, three touchdowns, completed 21 of 29 passes, so... Very close, not quite close to a Phil Simms performance where he was 23 of, he was 23 of 25. But by the end of the first half, Tom Brady had
1: completed over 80% of his passes and 150 of his passing yards. The second half literally belonged to the running backs.
0: Yep.
1: Leonard because Fournette, by the time the second half came around, Tom Brady didn't need to throw the football any longer.
0: Leonard Fournette has really shown you guys The type of running back he could be in late game situations where he ran for 89 yards, including a 27 yard touchdown run. That pretty much put the game out of reach if you were the Kansas City Chiefs. It was over. The game
1: was out of reach the moment that Kansas City flopped on that first drive. The second you saw a field goal out of Kansas City and a touchdown out of Tom Brady. The, 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 the tone for that game was set. And then what completed the tone for that game, and I told everybody Brady wanted this one more than any other and that this was the most
0: important game Tom Brady has ever played in his life. You think he was the only one that wanted it? How about his man that uh, came out of retirement? Oh, no, I agree.
1: And uh, Antonio Brown, who came over. He never got The
0: boys, Brady and the boys. Well, one Steeler got his ring, while an ex-Steeler is going to be wondering if he ever plays in a game again.
1: Yeah, that is the other thing about Le'Veon, Bill. Will, what team is going to take a flyer on him now? I mean, any team would. NFL minimum contract, I would do it. Um, if I were the Washington football team, I'd
0: take a look at him, maybe. You there know, team. you just do. There are just things you do and what you don't do. Le'Veon Bell thought he would be, uh, he could be, get a little advantage by sitting out one year. Maybe he could have picked that up for uh, – what's the word I'm looking for on, on that note? Um, mm. You know, He turned himself into collateral damage.
1: Yeah, he That's literally hurt him. himself with that year off. And I hope Deshaun Watson takes a look at Le'Veon Bell. I hope Deshaun Watson takes a look at what happened to Le'Veon Bell's career. We'll get Pat Creighton on, and we're going to discuss all of this because this drama has been crazy. So we don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to sit out, but please don't – please, Deshaun, it, 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 don't do what uh, Le'Veon Bell did. Look at look at what happened to Le'Veon Bell's career. Then you're going to end up on a team that's coached by Adam Gaze, and then you're not going to know what to do with yourself. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Deshaun, just, just do me a favor. Please don't do what Le'Veon Bell did because you're going to sit out a year and then you're going to end up on a new team, right? And then all of a sudden, Adam Gaze is going to become a coach on that team, the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, head coach, something, and he's going to ruin your career. So, so just don't do that. But here's the th- Le'Veon Bell's career is over. Pat Mahomes literally did everything he could, but it looked like the rest of the team around him gave up. It really did. Watching that fourth quarter, especially, it looked like the chief's offensive line specifically
0: gave up the Mahomes Kansas City Chief's for his life. the Kansas City Chiefs O- line. and that's a, very, that's a very good note uh, there now. The O- line turned out to be, and now is the chief's biggest problem. You see what happened when a couple <laughs> of their O- line men uh, did not play this year? You see what happened to their you see what happened when Patrick Mahomes has to? scramble and he doesn't have time to to move or throw the football around. You see what happens? How big was that loss of Duvernay Tardif? How big was that loss of Fisher on the O-line?
1: When they lost Fisher at the end of the Buffalo game, that spelled doom for Kansas City. Now, just to compound the doom that they suffered – Remember, every time we would talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, every time we would go through a NFL top 10, right? And most of the weeks, Kansas City was number one. I think there was a span of 10 weeks where they weren't, but about seven weeks they were number one. Pittsburgh actually took that, you know, mantle a lot more often than Kansas City did, but then they had that epic collapse. But the one thing we said about Kansas City was, Yeah, they look real good, but it's just not the same. They didn't look as dominant as last season. They didn't look as, you know, in control of every single game. You saw a lot more teams challenge the Chiefs this time around. Think 10 weeks back, Tom Brady, in the second half of that game, figured out how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and almost did it. Look at the games the Buffalo played against Kansas City. Look at the games that Kansas City had to play all year long that were very, very close. They weren't blowing teams away, John. Not like last year. And we forgave it because, you know, Super Bowl champs, best record in the AFC. Here's Mahomes back to the next Super Bowl. So we figure, okay, well, now here's Brady with a Tampa team that was 11-5. That everybody wrote off, continued to write off throughout the entire playoffs. I'll admit, I was one of those people that wrote Tampa off. Yep. But um, you know what? I learned a very important lesson and I followed that lesson this time around. Never bet against the GOAT because Tom Brady is the best football player we've ever seen, probably the best quarterback we've ever seen. He has more championships than any team in football history.
0: You know, do you know the last uh, time Buccaneers lost a game this year? you want to know who it was to? Take a guess. Hmm.
1: I don't know. I think this could be a little hard, you know. I'm just got to go through all the gamut. It's Kansas City.
0: Correct. Back in week 12 was the last time Tampa Bay lost a game. And you know what the irony of that is? That was probably one of Patrick Mahomes' best games of the whole year. It was. 462 yards. Tyreek Hill had his best game of the year, 269 yards and three touchdowns on 13 catches.
1: And wait a minute. Uh,
0: wait a Hold minute. Hold
1: on. Oh. You're kidding. Ed.
0: Oh, it's double E. Ed Ethan
1: double e. Jr. on Downtown Sports. Now, Ed, how you doing, my friend? Doing well, guys. How's it going? It's going good. Now, let let me explain this. Um, The last time we had you on, it was a more formal deal, right? This is a digital market battle special where we're doing a whole entire roundup of the NFL season. And uh, it seems that Beast just brought you on, like, in the middle of this entire scrum. So, welcome. This is ad-free. So, I got one big question for you. What the hell happened? Because I think the entire country is still sitting in front of their TV screens, mouth agape. Here's the logo of the NFL network. And they're watching like classic NFL. Their mouths are just wide open. You got some people that have like, if you remember back in the old days, DVR, I don't know what it's called now, where you rewind the game and just keep watching and rewind. And you're, you're trying to figure out when it happened that the the, the chiefs just forgot how to play defense. They got more grabby than Harvey Weinstein. They, uh, looked like they just played the most undisciplined game I've seen them play all year. What happened, Ed?
2: Well, uh, wow, that's a heck of a description of it. But uh, what I will say is that uh, just to start from the problems they had on offense, the offensive line was banged up. They were playing with a bunch of backups, and that's usually never the best chemistry when you're going against such an elite defensive line as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as you guys saw. Uh, Patrick Mahomes statistically was the most pressured quarterback in Super Bowl history. So it's, uh, it, it was that, you know, mixed in with um, some problems that he had. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he did play in the game, but he wasn't 100%. So he was barely even a, uh, a thought for Mahomes, even when he did have a little time in the pocket. Tyreek Hill was faced with double teams the, in, the entire game. I, I mean, everything over the top was being matched. And whenever they looked for Kelsey, there was also a linebacker. Uh, I believe it was Levante David was all over Kelsey most of the game. He did pick up his yards, but a lot of that was during, like, when the game was pretty much over in the fourth quarter. So uh, they played such a great game plan. And I'm talking about the Buccaneers here with Todd Bowles and the different mixing and the uh, different blitzes that they were running at Mahomes the entire game. But the biggest key was the offensive line. You're playing with a, a different left tackle, a, a guy in Mike Remmers, who has his struggles at that position, filling in for Eric Fisher. Uh, Remmers, I don't know if you guys remember the uh, 2016 Super Bowl with uh, the Broncos and Carolina Panthers. Remmers was on the Panthers during that time, and he had his issues with Von Miller, who famously became the uh, Super Bowl MVP in that game. So it's no surprise that they were going to struggle in regards to protection, but no one thought it would be to the point that the team never reaches the end zone and you had to settle for three field goals. So that was the biggest biggest part.
1: Even bigger than that, even bigger than that was how grab-handy the defense was. Now, a lot of people are saying those penalties were BS. They handed Brady the Super Bowl. Those penalties were BS. I saw maybe one or two penalties that could have been semi-questionable, but in every other circumstance, the Chiefs defense just, they lost it. It's like they lost their heads in this game.
2: Yeah, you know what? When I look at when I was watching the game and just see what the defense was doing, they were beat plenty of times down the field. Now, a lot of that has to do with, yes, these are some elite wide receivers. Let's not forget here. You know, you got, you got Evans. You have, uh, um, you have not even, not, you know, forget that. You have, you have Gronkowski. People keep forgetting like Gronkowski is some washed up tight end. He had a pretty good season based on the fact that he was retired the year before. So Gronkowski is still a big time player. You have Antonio Brown on the other side as well. You have Godwin. These are still elite receivers that you have to think about. Now, in regards to getting grabby, there were some questionable calls. Now, the Taran Matthew one in the end zone is very questionable. I think Agreed. we could all agree with that one. Agreed. But the uh, Breland one was pretty obvious. Yep. You know, uh, it's, just, it's called just getting beat. That's what it's basically called. They just got beat down the field. There's uh, – sometimes you just can't defend skill like that. And Grokowski turned back the clock. And he was such an elite force. And you got to tip your hat to Tom Brady. There's a reason why he's the GOAT. The guy found every single mismatch. He found every single hole. He had time to throw the football. And that's, that's what makes a good quarterback. He played that system to perfection.
0: I want to bring up something very important about that. Because Brady had never beaten Spagnuolo's defense. What – were there maybe some – Things that maybe he saw in their last meeting back in Week Twelve that he exploited in this Super Bowl because he was targeting Tyron Matthew every play from from the minute they kind of jawed and got in each other's face a little bit.
2: Well, well, first of all, that whole back and forth, uh, Tyron Matthew—he's a—he's a very emotional player. We know this, but and i i have heard this from several other people. Tom Brady is one of those guys that you just don't want to. You don't want to tick him off, you know. He, he feeds off of that, kind of like the Michael Jordan feeding off of any type of negativity and using it against you. So he's the type of guy that says, okay, well, you're going to be doing this to me. I'm going to do this back at you, and I'm going to throw my best at you because I feel like my best will trump anything you do. So that's just – let's put the personal side out there. But also you just got to look at the fact that Tom Brady is a complete quarterback. I mean, were you really talking about Gronkowski that much heading into this game?
0: The last game, the last meeting, ironically, that these two teams had, Gronkowski was actually the best receiver in that game as well. He had 106 yards. That was one of his better performances of the whole year. So it kind of almost was no surprise that Brady was going to target Gronk again. I even had him on my fantasy team. I'll tell you this. the most out of him.
1: And I'll tell you this. Everybody wondered why I picked Tampa Bay for this game. There's a reason. His name was Gronk, and nobody realized it. But there's the guy that really uh, takes that
2: entire defensive scheme apart. And that's really what it was. And the reason why I said a lot of people weren't really talking about him because you think about having Antonio Brown. You think about having Mike Evans. You think about those guys first now before you start thinking about Gronk. A lot of people feel like he's not the same guy, and he reminded them. And then you also can't forget the fact that him and Tom Brady have this chemistry that you just cannot explain. So all these factors go into it. You got Tom Brady in a situation where he's comfortable in the Super Bowl. It's his 10th Super Bowl. You know, if you're not getting pressure on Tom Brady, I think he was only sacked once by Frank Clark early in the game. It's not much you could do. Spagnuolo knows this better than anyone. If you don't get pressure on Tom Brady, you're in trouble.
0: Yeah. What was, what was exactly Brady doing with the – he was using something called the Power-O scheme. It was – Rather than going long down the field and throwing long passes down or throwing a few middles, he just kept doing screens, small little screens here to Fournette. Maybe I'll throw a small screen here to maybe Gronk and make a a big play out of that.
1: And it wasn't even wide. It was at the end of the offensive line.
2: Yeah. Well, it should look very familiar because that's what he did in New England. That's exactly what he did in New England for all those years. You think about Edelman, you think about Wes Welker. A lot of them will at least little like quick plays to get to the receiver to give the receiver a chance to run around. And even the plays to Gronk looked very familiar to what he did in New England. Mm. So that's a shout-out to the, to the coaching staff and Bruce Arians saying, okay, this didn't work the first time around where we like to go deep. Let's try to shorten it up again. Let's play to Brady's strengths. And as you looked at his uh, his percentage, I think at one point it was like like 10 of 12. And these were all darts, all to different places where only the receiver could catch it. He didn't take too many chances down the field, and that's really what you need sometimes. You, you went right to his strength.
1: So knowing that Brady would go right to his strength, we're talking about Ed Easton Jr. He is one of the premier beat writers covering the Kansas City Chiefs for USA Today. Um, knowing that Todd Bowles got the, you know, the defensive scheme right, what was it that Steve Spagnola did that was so wrong, or really was it just the skilled players of Tampa? Was there nothing else that Spags could have done? Maybe a defensive change here or there. Is there anything that you saw that you could have that Spags could have done differently?
2: I think the uh, biggest problem was, and we addressed this in the beginning, were the penalties. Because if you remember, a lot of those penalties happened on third down. They kept drives alive and. And that starts to get into the players' heads after a while. It's like it's a very demoralizing feeling. And I was saying this as I was watching the game, that end of the second half when the Chiefs had a chance to just, like, run the clock out, and they said, okay, let's try to call a timeout and see if we can get the ball back, that whole thing. And then, obviously, the, the penalty started to happen. Tampa Bay started picking up some more steam. That's going to come back to haunt them. And that that's kind of falls on the coaching. That falls on Andy Reid. That falls on Eric bietemi was it really worth it that you're thinking you're going to get the ball back with like maybe a couple of seconds or maybe a minute to spare in the first half that you're going to put your defense at risk because that's exactly what happened and you know some some guys don't rebound after that that messes with your mental it's like we just had this team come down the field in less than two minutes to score on us right before the half they never recovered from that.
0: What I also noticed and I think this is a very convincing sign. Um, The two pieces the Chiefs didn't have on their O-line. We mentioned Fisher, but also uh, this other guy, he missed, uh, he didn't come in because of COVID, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Two of their big offensive linemen, and you saw how different it was not having them there and Mahomes not having time to throw the football. Roughly about every time did it seem like Mahomes had any time to throw the
2: football at all. You know what's interesting in the beginning I didn't feel like he had much time but towards the second half he you could tell after a while he kind of lost faith in his offensive line it just started running around and saying okay let me just try to make things up it's one of the rare times and in my opinion I feel like the only time since watching Mahomes in the league where he lost faith in his offensive line and said I'm just going to rely on my talent I'm going to see how talented I am that I could just make something happen if I run around some guys will get open and Remember, he's playing with, a, with turf toe, so he's playing hurt as it is. Yeah. You can't do it all. and He really tried to make it happen, and that's where those two interceptions came from because he was forcing it. And I think everyone's seen that picture with him, like, parallel to the ground throwing the football, which is still amazing, and the ball hitting two receivers in the, in the face mask.
1: I don't even know how he got that out of his
2: hand. Exactly. Exactly. That's greatness.
1: It Nobody is- has that.
2: It is, but
1: now there's, there's another question because Tom Brady seems to not only be the dynasty in football that's currently still going today, he also seems to be a dynasty killer. Take a look, for example, with the Seattle Seahawks, what Tom Brady did to Russell Wilson. Wilson's going for his second Super Bowl in a row. All this, Everybody knows what happened on fourth down. Brady wins prevents Wilson from winning back-to-back. Now Tom Brady has prevented Mahomes from winning back-to-back Super Bowls. We haven't seen Wilson in the Super Bowl since. How does well, this affect Pat Mahomes?
2: You know, But even before I, I talk about Pat Mahomes, let's not forget that he ended what could have been a Falcons dynasty. Matt Ryan. For the Falcons, Matt Ryan, he's never been the same since that game. So let's not forget about him in that conversation. But uh, with Patrick Mahomes, I, I think he's going to be okay. Because realistically, even he knows he didn't have his offensive line. Um, he didn't play his best game himself. But I feel like he's such a confident player that it's going to make him even better. Because now, for the first time in his NFL career, people are not going to be looking at him like he's the golden boy. That he's perfect. People saw him flawed for the first time on a national stage. That something like that could either make or break a player. But with Mahomes, I I feel like just by seeing him for the past three years, this is going to make him even stronger and I think a lot smarter in regards to his decisions because he's going to watch this game again. He's probably watched it a million times by now. And he's going to see, okay, maybe I could have done this. Maybe I could have made that play. Because there were plays to be made out there, but when you get to the point when you're playing from behind and you're just getting sort of desperate, you're going to make any type of superstar play possible. And he almost did, let's be honest.
0: Yeah. Let's – go into the future now with kansas city because now they have a long off season to think about how do we get back to this stage again how can they reverse what happened with this year's super bowl for the next year and their schedule their schedule is going to be very interesting for next year there's no doubt about it they're going to see the afc north they're going to see the nfc east next year very very interesting schedule that is uh, Got some trap games thrown in there, maybe, and you're going to see, you're going to see the Steelers, you're going to see the Ravens again. What is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs going to need for this coming off season for next year?
2: Well, I will say, if they're seeing the NFC East, I think they're pretty happy, all right? <laughs> they're to, Let's let be honest, right now. It's be okay?
1: back next year, though.
2: He's still going to be very happy seeing the NFC East. It's not – the Cowboys are the Cowboys in regards to the fact that they have Dak Prescott, they're a better team, but they're not Super Bowl contenders right now. That's just – let's be realistic. Uh, Facing uh, teams like you said, the Steelers and the the North, yes, those are going to be good matchups. Now, what the Chiefs will really need in regards to heading into the season, a healthy offensive line, Hmm. that's number one. Let's put that on the list. Of course. Um, They're going to have to solidify who's going to be a number two receiver the belief is that Sammy Watkins will not be back. Uh, is it going to be McCole Hardman? Do they have to look in the draft? Do they have to look in free agency? That's the big question. McCole Hardman has never really gotten that opportunity to be the number two guy. And is he ready for it, you know, because he's a speedy receiver similar to uh, Tyreek Hill. But is that what they need as a number two? So that's a big question. The running back situation, Le'Veon Bell is going to be gone. Uh, Daryl Williams played very well. Damian Williams will probably be back remember he took the year off also for, for COVID he took the uh the year off as a um as an option dealing with a family issue so having him back and remember he's supposed to be the, the uh, number one running back and Clyde Edwards how are they going to balance that out so you got to play CEH but at the same time Damian Williams that was his spot
1: what about the defensive side of the ball? Because the defensive holding penalties weren't just a problem in the Super Bowl. They were a problem all year long. What are they going to do to fix the secondary?
2: Well, the belief is you've got a guy, Legarius Steve played extremely well in his first year in the league. I can see him getting a lot more starts at corner. They got Breland, who's a very steady corner as well. He did make the big pass interference in the Super Bowl that people are going to remember with the trip. But uh, you've you got to look at Javarius Ward. He's the biggest question mark. Is Traverius Ward a guy you want to keep long-term? He's a restricted free agent. So you, you have to figure out what you want to do with that. And then the biggest wild card in the bunch is uh, DeAndre Baker. As uh, anybody as a Giants fan knows, uh, he was let go because of some off-the-field incidents. Very talented guy. He got hurt in that Week 17 game against the Chargers, but there's still a very bright future. So do you look at him as a guy that could possibly be a starter? Those are the questions you have to figure out. Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark... Chris Jones, they're going to be there. That's that's not going to be questioned. Willie Gay Jr., if he can stay healthy, because he wasn't available in the Super Bowl as well. So these are all – those are the questions that they will have to figure out. But I can see them keeping Ward and kind of keeping that defense intact because of money reasons. We're definitely going to see, because this is a very
0: – the Chiefs are going to definitely have questions. And I'm going to be very curious, particularly down the road, because now – Remember that contract the Chiefs locked up Mahomes to. Now you have to see, eventually, what's going to happen with Kelsey. What's going to happen with Tyree Hill? How are you going to be able to lock those two guys up to make sure they stay the cornerstones of your offense? Kansas City is definitely down the road going to have a lot of these questions. Is there a way that maybe they will retain all three of these guys?
2: Well... The good thing about that, they got the deals done with Tyreek Hill and um, Travis Kelsey uh, beginning of this season and last year, so they're locked up for a couple more years. They don't have to worry about that. For them, it's just about the complementary players. Your star players are locked up. It's about the role players, the offensive line, guys like that. So that's what goes into a Super Bowl winning team. You know, you can't just have star players. You got to make sure your role players are all pretty steady and reliable.
1: Well, the, speaking of steady and reliable role players, the special teams in Kansas City, I don't know what happened to the young punter that it seemed every ball he kicked was shanked off to the left. The one punt he had that was actually good was taken away from him via penalty. Mr. Townsend was taken away from him via penalty, and then he goes to kick it again, shanks it for only 29 yards. Is there any... Uh, chance Mr. Townsend is going to still be the Kansas City punter next year?
2: You know what? The, the kicking game is always uh, a week-by-week process, let's be honest, in the NFL. But I think Townsend is going to stick around. He he was, he was played well for as many opportunities he's got during a regular season. I think it's just a case of a rookie in the biggest game of his life and realizing, oh, man, this is a lot of pressure. Now, the argument could be made as to why didn't the Chiefs just let uh, Dustin Colquitt who was the uh, punter for the last 14 years, they brought him back after he was um, let go by the Steelers earlier this year and put him on the practice squad as like a possible COVID replacement. They could have gone back to him. He was a punter in, last, in uh, last year's Super Bowl, but they decided not to. And I understand it. I mean, Tommy Townsend played very well this season, just uh, had a bad game and he chose the Super Bowl to have a bad game. But at the end of the day, his punting wasn't the reason why they lost. Let's, let's be honest. Well, the Chiefs are going to have some decisions to make. Uh, looking forward, though, to seeing them
0: back. I, I think this Chiefs team is going to be fine. They just need a few fine-tuning pieces, and we're going to see. We will see where Kansas City will end up come 2021 when the regular season and football resumes again. Ed Easton, Jr., USA Today, Kansas City Chiefs wire, beat writer for the Kansas City Chiefs. Thank you so much, Ed, for taking some time to join us. A great pleasure.
2: Thank you, guys. As
1: always. And with that, I think that wraps up our NFL season, doesn't it?
0: Really does. It's I been, mean, it wraps it up
1: with a nice little bow. And uh, l- l- let's just end it off with this. Hmm. If anybody is still debating if Tom Brady is the best quarterback in history, let's, let's just lay it out straight, okay? Tom Brady has now won more Super Bowl championships than any franchise in history he has done it in such a fashion that he has beaten some of the best quarterbacks in the game of football to get to the super bowl he made whooping boys out of peyton manning and ben roethlisberger he the only two quarterbacks he ever lost in the super bowl to were eli manning twice and nick Foles
0: once Brady has Everybody surpassed to
1: say Montana's better.
0: Brady, Brady has bradys already surpassed Montana by three Super Bowls. All right, Montana and Bradshaw are the closest to Brady at four Super Bowls each. That's it. Everybody else: Aikman at three, Manning two, Manning two, Roethlisberger two, Elway two.
1: And if Brady has his way, ladies and gents, he's going to make sure that no franchise will be able to catch up with his Super Bowl totals, and with that. We're going to wrap up this Digital Market Battles edition of Downtown Sports. I want to thank Ed Easton Jr. for hopping aboard in the middle of this ad three uh, extravaganza. want to thank our statistician, Chris DeLarge, our researcher, Tony Mainville. Beast, where
0: can they hear us? Downtown Sports is available on 12 different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Cashbox, Bullhorn, PodBay, and Listen Notes. 12 different platforms, Tuesday, Wednesday, rants, live episodes, and DMB Battles episodes every week. We are downtown sports, and we
2: are where sports come home.
1: For my co-host, the Beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente, I'm the mouth of the South, John Schiavone, saying, yeah, thanks for listening. bye